2: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all
1: audiences. Listener discretion is advised. 1942 was a strange year for the sleepy coastal town of Pascagoula, Mississippi. It wasn't enough that the whole country was on high alert from the bombing of Pearl Harbor, but they had something else to worry about. Something strange and bizarre. A man was sneaking around in the middle of the night, creeping into people's houses, cutting off their hair, and then disappearing back into the darkness without waking anyone. I'm Dave Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories Dark Mysteries The Phantom Barber. After the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941, the whole country was on high alert, and the quiet fishing town of Pascagoula, Mississippi, became one of the major defense manufacturing centers in the United States. Ingalls Shipbuilding became the state's largest employer as they received a military contract to build ocean barges to be used in World War II. Come June of 1942, the town was busy as ever during the day and quiet at night. That's when a peculiar prowler with a strange fetish decided to strike. The first two victims of the Nighttime Barber were Mary Evelyn Briggs and Edna Marie Heidel. The two shared a room in Our Lady of Victory's convent. The two woke just in time to see a man crawling out the window. Mary was the sole victim to give a description of the perpetrator. She was quoted on page 9 of the Greenville News. Quote, I saw a kinda short fat man bending over me with something shiny in his hand, and he was fooling with my hair. When he saw me open my eyes, he said, "Shh!" I yelled, and he jumped out the window." A few days later, six-year-old Carol Petey, who shared a bedroom with their twin brother David, awoke to find a good amount of her hair was missing. The screen on her window was sliced open, and her brother's hair was left untouched. The people of Pascagoula were certainly uncomfortable with the idea of a man sneaking around cutting their hair at night, but at least nobody was being harmed at that point. The intruder didn't injure these girls. His break-ins consisted of slicing open the window, sneaking into the room undetected, cutting off hair, and then sneaking back out before anybody awoke. He did occasionally leave behind footprints, but it wasn't enough to secure his identity. Attempting to try and identify this elusive barber, police put out a $300 award that would hopefully lead to his capture. He also gave pistol permits to six volunteer officers and put the rest of the department on high alert. That's when the incidents went from bizarre to brutal. On the night of June 13th, Mr. and Mrs. Terrell Heidelberg were asleep in their home. That's when an intruder sliced their screen and crept into their home. But rather than cutting anyone's hair, The intruder proceeded to beat them both with a metal pipe. The beating was so bad, it knocked Mr. Heidelberg completely unconscious and Mrs. Heidelberg had several of her front teeth knocked out. Police in the area theorized that the attacker was none other than the Phantom Barber, but others weren't so sure. The modus operandi was not even close to that of the Phantom Barber, besides the sneaking in in the middle of the night and cutting the screen. Aside from that, nothing was the same. The residents of Pascagoula began to panic, and the men who were supposed to be working night shifts building warships weren't showing up for work, opting instead to stay home to protect their families from this nighttime prowler. This ratcheted up the pressure on the police department to solve these crimes, and the rewards were raised from $300 to $500, with Engels Shipbuilding kicking in an additional 100 Not long after that, an adult woman named Mrs. Taylor also fell victim to the Phantom Barber. Her account led to suspicions that the criminal actually used chloroform to keep his victims asleep while he cut their hair. As reported in the Tribune on June 24, 1942, Mrs. R.E. Taylor reported two inches of her new perm had been shorn by the strange shearer while she slept in her bedroom with her husband and their two daughters. Quote, I had a vague feeling of something passing over my face. Then woke up and felt ill, Mrs. Taylor said. The tonsorial artist had broken through a window, cut her hair, and fled. Previous victims of the phantom barber, all within the last ten days, were three little girls. Police believed he used chloroform to keep his subjects asleep while he snipped their locks. About a month later, police believed they had enough evidence to arrest a suspect. 57-year-old German chemist named William Dolan was arrested for the attempted murder of the Heidelbergs. The police believed he was a German sympathizer whose motivation for the crime was to impair the morale of the war workers. Dolan also had a disagreement with the Heidelbergs prior to the attack. Apparently, Dolan had a grudge against Terrell Heidelberg's father, a local magistrate who refused to lower Dolan's bail in regards to an unrelated trespassing charge that happened months prior to the Phantom Barber incidents. After Dolan was arrested and charged with attempted murder, police searched his home and found a mysterious bundle of severed hair. This led them to believe that he was also responsible for the break-ins and the hair theft. They were unable to make those charges stick though, because they had no way of proving that the hair actually belonged to the victims, since there was no DNA testing at the time. Dolan, however, was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the attempted murder of the Heidelbergs. So pretty cut and dry, actually. Not much of a mystery at all. Dark, sure, but mysterious? Yes, actually, because that's not where it ends. Not surprisingly, William Dolan staunchly professed his innocence and he was never convicted of the late night haircuts. Several years after his conviction, the case was reviewed. Many questions surrounded the case and people suspected Dolan was a convenient scapegoat for an increasingly desperate police department. Dolan passed a polygraph test and Mississippi Governor Fielding Wright suspended his sentence. In 1951, Dolan was released from prison. While the opinion on his guilt still remains very much divided, the case of the Phantom Barber is technically still unsolved. So what do you think? Stick around as Jesse, Rob, and I discuss the mysterious and frightening case of the Phantom Barber of Pascagoula, Mississippi. going on everybody welcome into hometown ghost stories dark mysteries that was the phantom barber of pascagoula i'm dave wilkins i am joined as always by jesse wilkins what's going on what's going on and also i'm joined by rob coakley let me sniff your hair (laughs)
2: let me sniff it right now
1: please don't rob coakley also from the area of pascagoula mississippi isn't that so yeah, I actually grew up in the town right next to
2: Pascagoula in Goshe, Mississippi. Um, was born up so, here, but moved down there. Let's get this out of the way. Where,
1: where were, you were you? In the 1940s. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Do you have an alibi? This,
2: did not expect this line <laughs> of questioning. Where is what Ron pressure where I need him? What Allegedly. a
3: strange, strange, strange story. And it's one that when you're going over the details, you do find it kind of funny, but it's also very concerning. And He's... then it gets a little bit more weird and then violent, potentially. Uh, so it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride, this one.
1: Yeah, it is. And it, it does sound funny. That's what originally caught my attention with this story, is I was just looking for a interesting dark mystery to cover. And this one pops up. And I'm like, all right, this is wacky. Someone's just... What a weird fetish. So sneaking into people's houses and stealing don't their hair. It. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah, mind your business. <laughs> 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 this is so bizarre. You hear some strange. weird fetishes. You hear people that, you know, break into houses to do weird things, but I, I, don't, I can't think of another one where people are stealing people's hair.
3: No, was, wasn't there one that, like, he was breaking in and tickling people's feet? <laughs> oh, the tickler. That's
1: right. <laughs> we haven't covered that one yet, but I'm sure we will someday. Huh. <laughs> that might be weirder. <laughs> well that like that's well that's a foot fetish right that's like people
2: who have like that gross foot fetish that right but uh, you think
1: if you're sneaking into somebody's house in the dead of night to get your rocks off however you do doing so tickling them is going to wake them up
3: that's what I was right Mm, it's
1: that's probably not the way this case is so creepy because he was coming in while they're asleep slicing the screen creeping in in the dark cutting their hair, which is a salt. He wasn't hurting the people, but that, that is assault. You can't cut somebody's hair off. And then sneaking out without them ever waking up, possibly using chloroform, which...
2: Yeah, but doesn't chloroform take like 15 minutes to actually work? Like, it's not like you see in the movies. I have no idea. I you tell tried. me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Mind your
3: business. I'm just going to get some better grade chloroform, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have no idea how chloroform works. Maybe something I should have looked into before, uh, you know. They
3: had to have looked in the obvious places, right? Like, they had to look into local, like, people who made wigs and maybe someone who owns a doll factory where they might it need to. It takes at hair. least
2: five minutes of inhaling an item soaked in chloroform to render a person unconscious. I just got that wait, information. Uh, yeah, wait, now you, now man, I have were the were FBI you? coming to my house. Because where were like, you... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Now, did you actually look it up, or were you just looking at the footage of your latest? I attack? was just, just uh, you know, don't worry about it. Just, right. I'm, not, okay. worrying. See, I'm worry. not worrying. I'm a little worried. Everybody, now, just relax.
3: Not. We're all trying to
2: find the guy who did this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> all <right>. So, well, <laughs> the suspect they eventually settled on was a chemist. So maybe he knew how to make chloroform. Maybe he had access to it. So maybe he didn't need to go to the chloroform store to buy some. Maybe
3: well, here's, where it, here's where it gets
1: hairy. <laughs> oh, ah, it. Right it was such there. a good episode too. I
3: know oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a matter of time. All right. We'll catch you next time on dark mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. So what do you think? Who, who, I, I don't think it was the guy that they arrested. I think I'm on team. Not this guy. Yeah, I don't
1: think so either. And I, I'll-
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com. It's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com.
1: Also don't know if this guy, he might have been guilty of attacking the Heidelbergs. Because right. there is some evidence there. It wasn't all just hearsay. You know, there was some... Yes! <laughs> Damn it. Yes! I actually like this color better anyways. It's perfect. Well, he had the motive, and he's had a history with this family in the past, and so it is possible that he was, I think, guilty of that crime, although he did pass the polygraph test, which well, what we makes- know now isn't a perfect science, but it's they no used item. it back then as a perfect science. They thought it was. Either way, I, I also know that it... If you do pass a polygraph test, you probably are telling the truth it just it's not admissible in court because you can't beat it but, so
3: what what makes you think that he doesn't make the cut?
1: <laughs> I don't think I think that it was in retrospect too convenient. there was so much pressure on the police department to catch this guy because everyone was panicking and the that massive company that was that had the massive military contract. Now had a whole bunch of people not showing up to work because they're too afraid to leave their family behind because somebody's going around assaulting people while they sleep. So the company panics and they're putting pressure on the police. And all of a sudden the police now have a guy, a guy that only kind of fits the you know, fits the bill, fits the MO. And they arrested him for the assault on the Heidelberg family. And they were like, How can we make this guy, how think how can we make this clear up? everybody's concerns about this phantom barber and they're like Mm -hmm. maybe we need to find a lock of hair at his house so i think it makes a lot of sense that the evidence was probably planted Mm -hmm. they didn't have to convict him of the crimes they just had to have the public believe that they got the guy off the street to get everyone to go back to work and to get everything to back to go back to normal now, the one thing on the other side so, of that. So you're saying you don't think he wigged out and beat this family to death? <laughs> no, I think that he might have been a, guilty of that. I don't think okay. that he was guilty of the of the phantom barber things. But after he went to jail, the phantom barbering stopped. So that on the other end. Oh. Uh, mm. to change my position on that detail.
3: If you can go back and just trim out when I said he was innocent.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. I mean, we're making a lot of jokes and as we rightfully should, but it is terrifying, right? Like to think of like it, the personal like space that is being invaded by someone breaking in, getting that close to you without you knowing and cutting off your hair. Like waking up to that must be like what like i can't even imagine like the thought process of waking up from that it's yeah end. the one
3: st- the one story of the girl who did wake up and then saw like the little fat gremlin guy who just like saw her and then got spooked and hopped out the window i don't know why i, I find that scene so hilarious when it's clearly t- a terrifying incident
1: it is yeah. yeah it's just a little little fat penguin looking guy waddling She's out just Danny Devito, know yeah. Oh my just God, that's Frank from Day Always Day Sunny. Day. <laughs> Always Sunny. I can see, I can see him doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Danny Devito,
1: not his character. Just Danny Devito would be doing that. Just Danny Devito. I don't. I think Danny Devito is probably a pretty nice guy. But Frank probably. from Always Sunny, I could yeah. see him doing this. Yes, definitely could see him doing this. Yeah, I just think that it's it's too it was too convenient for for it to make for the, for the police department. We see this in a, in a few cases. Saw it in Veliska.
3: You saw it in another side content episode that I think you did, Rob, where they're like, "Get someone to convict him now because we need we need the public to calm down." Yep. And this was, I mean, this is the 1940s. But these things were going on where they would just grab up anybody, and be like, "All right, this is the guy. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Everyone go back to normal."
2: Yeah, you yeah. see it time and time again at this at this point. I think you're talking about the Cleveland Torso Murders, yep. where they they brought that the guy in and basically pinned it on him and probably wasn't him and you see it with like all t- sorts of cases people wrongly convicted they go back years later finally get the dna evidence or something and it's like oh well sorry we locked you up for 40 years here's you know ten thousand in dollars in a sorry can't sue us bye
1: yeah and to say well it was 1942 it wasn't that long ago would a government really be that ridiculous this is the exact same time the U.S. government rounded up everybody who was Japanese and just put them in camps. So I would Mm -hmm. say that it's not out of the realm of possibility.
2: And the other thing, the other thing you brought up is Ingalls shipbuilding, right? So that company today is still one of the most prominent um, employers on the coast of Mississippi. It's still the
1: largest uh, employer in the state as of today. Right.
2: So they're, they still are massive there, and now you go back to nineteen forty, they probably controlled the area at that point.
1: absolutely, you know because there was
2: probably nothing else there. so
1: exactly. and that's where all the pressure on the police department was coming from. and mm-hmm. that's why they had to they had to put an end to this to this case. now they if there's a chance that they did get the right guy, and there's also a chance that they framed what they thought was the wrong guy and accidentally got the right guy, I think there's a slim chance of that, which is hilarious yeah the because the other they're...
2: option is sorry the other option is they they put this guy in jail and the real guy sees it and he's like oh shit they're close to me i gotta stop doing this so mm-hmm. that they don't come in any further there's already someone in jail i'm off scot-free if i don't do this anymore
1: right but he but how if, if that's your thing if that's your fetish if you can't control yourself maybe he moved it's or he moved good or maybe, maybe that was moved. his out he was like it
2: I can. I have to move now because if I keep doing this, they're going to come after me harder. So, um.
1: but yeah, I think that if you if you if you ask me, they they got the wrong guy, and I do think it. Was, they probably did get the right guy for the the bludgeonings. Yeah, but I mean, this guy was going. His mo was he would sneak into somebody's house, cut their hair, and then sneak back out unseen without waking or hurting anyone, and then I'm supposed to believe. That all of a sudden he jumps, he he breaks into this the Heidelberg's house, and he they were attacked with a heavy iron bar, knocks the guy unconscious, knocked his wife's teeth out. This is a very up close, very personal, very very violent, yeah. and very opposite side of the spectrum from just sneaking in and sneaking out and being a weirdo. Right, these creeps that are like this, and there was a similar case Jesse brought it up in the Velisca, where one of the guys that they got was just this creepy dude who was like, hey, this guy is not capable of a violent crime like this. Right. So I don't think it just, the MOs are such a big deal in cases like this. And I don't think, I just don't think it makes sense that there w- it was the same crime. Yeah. Cause you would think he would just run away
2: if, if he ran out the window when that one woman woke up. So let's say he was trying to do the haircutting thing to this couple and they woke up. It doesn't seem like his MO to your point would be to grab a lead pipe and just start beating them. Yeah, right. unless he was backed into a corner or something like I don't probably think, be, I don't think he's still connected, connected right. at all.
3: No, yeah, I don't
1: think so either. The only thing that they had to go on was that the person sliced the screen open and broke in, in the middle of the night. So no. that I think, yeah, I just without being redundant, I think that they took that similarity and they ran with it, planted the hair and threw this guy in jail. All
2: right. I think this is the part of the show where we should just start getting into it. Jesse, what are your fetishes? Just watermelons. Yeah. yeah, You? Same? Um, I can tell you what my reverse fetish is. Do you want to get into that? I don't know why Fear. this episode. Well, I know what your yeah. fetish is. It's sneaking into people's houses and cutting their hair off. In the
3: of night. <laughs> yeah, we established in nice, this.
2: But only in the 1940s. Like, time yeah, traveling pe- is how... People change. People yeah. change. <laughs> what are your th- fetishes, Dave?
1: My fetishes are what is to take any amount of spare time that I have in my life and fill it with researching stuff for this podcast. Just 100% of my spare time that I have, I like to (laughs) just research weird, peculiar things like torso murderers (laughs) and uh, phantom barbers that sneak into people's houses and steal their hair at night. My family will be like, Dave, do you want to come spend time with us? And I'll be like, "Uh, no. Have you heard of this serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> and they worry about me. So that's I think, my fetish. <laughs> I
3: think that's pretty common. There, there are loved ones in family that are somewhat concerned. Like my my wife straight up doesn't tell my mother-in-law when we're traveling to do something for the show. And <laughs> she'll just make up excuses for me. I'm like, why don't you just tell her what I'm doing? And she doesn't. She's like, yeah, Jesse's... Spending time with his other family in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm like,
1: I, I think that's considerably worse. But he's with it. just having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nothing to worry about. Uh, he's on <laughs> trial. <laughs> for murder, he'll
3: probably beat it again. But you know, he's got to go down to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh man. Concerning stuff. Concerning stuff. Let's thank our patrons real quick. We have Allison V, Garrett, genie R, Lisa J, Mike oubliette Blake, Mom and Pops W's Peach Smoothie, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Those are our VIPs. They are legendary. Thank you so much. We have thirty-two DRC, Ambi Rose, Anna C, Chris C, Donnie, N. We have Elizabeth Young, Lily, Jake V, Janice G, Marfire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sandy C, Sarah Cook, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Al Capone, Anthony T, Brandon W, Brennan B, Captain McSlugs, Kath Q, Cody G, Hooska, 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 Castle. Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kirillie J, Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph, Hooper, Swanee, and the other Rachel B. It's a little as $3 a month. You can get your name on this list, ad-free episodes, early access to shows just like this. Bonus content, exclusive Discord access to our private Discord channels. And $1 a month, you can become a member on YouTube, unlock all the fancy new emotes. Pretty much new emotes every single week. So do that just do it it's cool do and it. Like it make sure you like and subscribe
2: to this video if you like this content and uh want more like it then do if that you subscribe to the 50 dollar patreon tier. dave will sneak into your house and cut your hair off at night and then sneak yeah. back out yeah
1: dave, as long as that's what does, my thing
3: <laughs> <laughs> rob's definitely never done this before <laughs> Anyways, anything yeah. else gentlemen that's gonna do it for me uh, 4.2 out of 5 stars for me guys nicely done on that oh, yeah. we'll catch you on Tuesday brand new live episode until then leave us a review on Apple podcast 5 stars we'll read it on the show thank you guys goodbye